my god, Daniel, where'd you go? I haven't heard you in, in days. I'm so sad when you don't speak. What's happening in your world? Absolutely nothing. I I, I, I took so much time off because I was clipping my, my nose hairs. That, that's it. No. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I am your host, Daniel the Flame. And sorry that I've been gone, but I'm back. And this episode is going to be about Castlevania Season 4. Yay! Alright, and that's as much excitement as you're going to possibly get out of me from that. Because I have already been on the receiving end of the spectrum that sits there and talk about how fucking stupid the third season of Castlevania was. It was incredibly disappointing, it was really boring, lackluster, and honestly, all the creativity, the funny antics, as well as um, any of the actual interest that it held within the first two seasons was stripped away for some convoluted bullshit in terms of just, this is all equating to bringing back Dracula so he could become the big baddie again, but we need to do all this ridiculous stuff and showing the characters... Um, showing the main characters in their own roundabout way of coming to this conclusion of what they're possibly going to do when eventually we get to the whole Dracula's been resurrected bullshit. And this season, which should have been something that I at least would have respected if it followed through with these notions, ultimately didn't give a shit about it. <laughs> now, I don't know why. I don't... Um, I can say that I don't, I, I honestly don't believe that this was the plan from the very beginning, considering how the third season was and how this season played out. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly sure that this was not the intent that Castlevania was supposed to make. What I believe happened is that much like with most Netflix shit, um, after four seasons, they were like, and hey, we're done with you. Um, the animation probably was really costly. I'm pretty sure the viewership for the third season might not have been as well received as the first two. Um, I'm, I'm speculating on that notion, but I personally believe that, like that, I'm like that's what happened because really the third season, like all of the the fun from the first two was just taken out of it. Um, so, and then you're gonna have people who sit there and go like, "Well, no, what are you talking about? It was good." And, and a lot of them are people who just like the pretty flashy animation, but. I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but essentially that that's not that's not all that it takes to have a good anime, and that's something that a lot of people um, forget. And when it comes to basically an interesting story, or hell, even a story that's worth remembering, they overcompensate by just having by putting their all into the animation, and then they cut corners when it comes to the story, and then you get some shit, and then really that's something that like you could do without. Because, yeah, you can see the flashiness all day long, but if the story ain't nothing, then who cares? I mean, nobody sits there and talks about, no one remembers and talks about fucking Cowboy Bebop because of the 3D, um, the 3D cell um, shading animation that they had in the um, in that anime. No, it's, it's actually a good, solid story, and a lot of people really enjoy that, and the animation was nice. There's, there's levels to this shit, you know? It, 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 it's layers if you wanted to actually make a good cake. But season four actually was, um, it just seemed to me as if 
it was not what was originally intended. Hell, the fact that they started off this season with introducing a character who was a new mysterious element introduced in the third season, and then they turned him into the main bad guy of the series, um, was really fucking backwards. Uh, considering that everything that he was doing and how you got to know this character, his obsession with finding his love, using a little corridor place, that introducing a brand new element to the mythical side of Castlevania, you know, just expanding the lore and doing more shit. He was the anchor that allowed that corridor shit to happen. So you get rid of him, then you get rid of the corridor shit mattering. And so then by turning him evil, you then ultimately squish that concept in its entirety, and especially considering how it ended, in which case even Dracula and his wife was brought back to life, then, yeah, like, the that whole notion and all that information and the infinite possibilities, the other universes and all that shit, just goes right out the goddamn window. But considering that this anime itself seemed like it, it was a conclusion towards everything rather than being something that was just another chapter would make me believe, like, yeah, they were on their last leg when they did this one, so they wanted everything to wrap up nicely. And sadly, that actually hindered this anime a great deal. By making sure everything wrapped up nicely, it gave everything... Uh, a, 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 it made everything end on a nice note. The horrendous crazy gothic pseudo dark horror anime that Castlevania is supposed to be ended on a cheery note for everybody hell even when a character who should have died and honestly his death would have been interesting and honestly would have stuck they didn't kill even when you had the sense of reeling in after he was to die Belmont's my favorite character in the entire anime but after the second season, they make his character take a back seat towards everything while he was just being led by the nose, which I might add is a huge flaw in anime. This is a flaw. It is a storytelling flaw because it never works out in the positive in an anime ever. And that is to have a main character who essentially is just following the orders of the notions of a girl because they say so. It is always hindered um an anime and that's why i wholeheartedly call it a flaw because that just that's ultimately what it is because essentially you have a main character i want to see this character's journey his journey consists of him listening to another person who does not and <laughs> who does not know as much as he does in the field that he's proficient in and ultimately this just seems ridiculous and it's like he's you would like to see him march to the beat of his own drum. If he has a companion or someone there to help him along his path, yeah, that's interesting. But if he's following said person, then he's no longer marching to the beat of his own drum. He's a follower. Get the fuck out of here with that. So, yes, a huge anime flaw has always been to be led by the nose, um, from a, um, to be for a main character to be um, pulled by the nose. And that's what they did in the third season. And the fourth season started off with that same notion happening. And you basically saw that same thing happened all over again. But with minor uh, minor moments that brought back what they did with Belmont in the beginning. In which his intelligence and his know-how of the whole demon hunting family. Which he's a fucking a part of. And he how he was trained. 
started showing up more and more and more his intelligence and intuition as well as like different things that he would talk about about things was just coming to light and for the most part when they were doing it in the fourth season you could see like yeah they were trying to give him a little bit more screen time this time because it inib- it it inevitably they wanted it to end with him doing a self-sacrificing thing and if he was to be the follower like he was in the third season if it did get to that moment of him sacrificing himself it, it wouldn't have mattered. It had just been like, oh, well, now they're just killing this guy after he ultimately has been proven useless. And it was like, yes, he can swing the chain around, but compared to the uh, Avatar that they made in this series, who gives a fuck? And so I, I feel like they gave him more screen time in order to justify him doing the whole self-sacrificing thing and making it feel like as if it was well-deserved. Also excluded the fact that when they had the self-sacrificing um, moment, both the Avatar girl and Alucard have proven that they can fucking fly. And so the fact that they did not help in any type of way was retarded. But whatever. Uh, both of them are capable of doing magic. Alucard has been flying forever. But all of a sudden, oh no, rocks falling down at the edge. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss. Woe was me. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, that was incredibly idiotic. But the series itself wanted to build up to this whole self-sacrificing thing. And I was watching it and I was like, I'll allow it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this is bad, but whatever. And then the fact that the series itself reneges on that aspect by bringing Belmont back to life was gay like that was just gay i was like you didn't get the stones to finish it off but again it wanted to end nicely so having him survive was nice having him admit that he loves the girl before he he died was nice also that she should be pregnant when realistically not that much time has passed well well i guess so since considering that a problem that i have with the third season is that they immediately had them fucking um and then also being like, you know, they were kind of at odds with each other and just getting used to each other. But then immediately when they traveled on their own, boom, they started knocking boots, which just seems highly unlikely. Um, but that's what the series wanted to do anyway. So whatever. In that aspect, it could have just been that she was traveling with him because she was seeking adventure because she's an adventure junkie, you know, like most Disney princesses are. And then you had them build up a relation th- throughout the third season, which then would have been welcomed and justified. And the fact that they had more alone time rather than being with Alucard would have pushed further for that notion of her feelings for him and his feelings for her would have been far more genuine. No, just immediately start off with them knocking boots and fucking. So, yeah, whatever. Um, but now in this season, we basically had the time that was past since you know pulling out during that time (laughs) that's impossible um so yeah like she was pregnant and then you ended it with her doing all that she's been doing and fighting the way that she's been fighting um kind of in the back of your mind now when it's revealed at the end that she's pregnant and it was like but she was doing all this crazy shit and she was pregnant what the fuck (laughs) it's like you knew she was pregnant this whole time while this shit was happening like what what the fuck and then just but it, that, again, made it nice. So then at the end, he could be like, you know, he says a little joke about the name or whatever. And then he went off to fight the main baddie and you know, just, just all of that. And I was like, oh, isn't that nice? And then he's still alive. And I was like, oh, well, he gets to be with the kid. Isn't that nice? Hell, there's like Dracula and his wife are brought back to life. And now they could live together in peace. Isn't that nice? Oh, the, um, 
to do the the Forge Master guys. Both of them uh, found peace with with themselves. Isn't that nice? Everything just seems to be nice rather than something that would be interesting or worthy of the fucking name Castlevania with all the blood, guts, and mutilations that's been going on throughout the entire fucking season. You would think they would have some uh, some type of creativity as to when they actually did decide to nut up and kill some characters, it actually would be prominent main characters that would matter. But they just had sense of slaughter throughout this entire season, so who cares? Um, aside from the dude who was introduced in the third season getting killed, um, you just had the um, two vampire chicks that were introduced in... Um, well, the main vampire chick who was essentially being led up to become the next baddie, um, who they killed halfway in the fourth season, which I thought was just wasted potential. Um, and then another vampire chick who, again, was introduced in the third season, was just killed. Well, she killed herself. And ultimately, all of that just equated to to nothing. And it's like, it, it didn't do anything. It didn't warrant anything. It didn't, didn't matter. You had characters who essentially were given the position of characters that I couldn't give two shits about and then you killed them. I I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, but then you had other characters who actually I've been watching all this time, had charisma, felt for, or at least acknowledged as these interesting characters, and then you didn't kill them. For what the fuck? Well, then, why not? Well, it would be nice if they happily, if they lived all happily ever after in this really fucked up world, which kind of gave you the notion that essentially one of the things that Belmont's kind of been preaching is like, shit like that don't really happen, cut. <laughs> so I, I would be remiss as to sit there and look at it and like, yeah, this is totally worth it. This is, this was all a nice story to see. It was like, it really isn't. It really isn't. I I say wholeheartedly, the first two seasons of Castlevania, really good, really entertaining, and very much some 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 dope ass anime. I recommend watching it in English and just enjoying it. Like I I enjoyed the hell out of the first two seasons. It was awesome. But the third season just killed it, and then this season just proved to be just a lackluster attempt is to just wrap up everything nicely, which was hugely flawed. So, having a guy that was introduced as a character in the third season become the main baddie in this season was idiotic. A lot of the ways how characters got out of situations or they concluded to um, ending buildups of stuff as to just being these one-off little encounters that just ultimately equated into, well, we did this so we could do that, and now we're here. I did not like, as again, like I said, there was there was build-up or anticipation of something that was going to happen. The female vampire chicks leading a horde of vampires that eventually would need to be stopped or something that had to be addressed by Alucard or Belmont themselves or at least the uh, the black dude that was the Forge Master. All, all of them possibly crossing paths in, a, in an attempt to eventually stop them from doing whatever it is that they were doing. That was something that I felt was a possible build-up within the series. But to get out of that by constantly having the lesbians out of the group sit there and talk about how, essentially, maybe we 
don't need to fight and be crazy as vampire chicks that we were introduced into being. Maybe we could find peace and be together forever and ever and ever and ever. And they too had a happily ever after type of ending. Um, and then while having them question the characteristics of their leader, who they, who we were introduced in the last season as to someone that they just wholeheartedly fucking listened to, especially considering that she's their leader and they answer to her, but she calls them sisters. Almost like the generals of a demon lord in like Japanese, in like, um, in Japanese RPGs or whatever. Um, they're like, you know, they're, they're characters who have their own quirkiness or their own personalities, whatnot, but they answer to her. And so the fact that you essentially just have this incredibly long and drawn out notion of these characters losing faith with her, which ultimately just leads to the fact that she was alone when she gets killed, or I guess that might have been the notion that they was going for, but essentially leading to the fact that when she was killed, they were able to move on um, rather than like go crazy or want revenge or whatever. I felt was lackluster. I felt it was boring. The fact that the, damn, I cannot remember his name, but the Forge Master guy was able to just invade her territory by opening up a portal and bringing in all of his little um, night beasts into her castle just at the at the same time that most of her um, military force is gone. Um, at also, why the uh, Forge Master guy that they had was thinking of betraying them. And it was like, everything just seemed so goddamn coincidental. And then it just ultimately ended with him killing her or her killing herself in a fight with him. And everyone just kind of accepted it when it was happening. It's like, oh no, like she's dead. Oh, how could it happen? But I mean, you know, she was a bitch. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, so, and it's like, that's all that it equated to. And then this happened like halfway into the fourth season. So realistically, I was like, this was dumb. Like, this was this was a wasted effort. Like, I, I thought that they, like, she was going to be the next Dracula. You know, the concept of her having her own castle and territory, building and expanding her territory with soldiers and monsters and whatnot. I felt like they could have built up and led to something interesting. But no, they immediately swept that under the rug so they can then go back to Alucard dealing with the guy who became evil this season or whatever and the same ultimately wasted especially considering that in the third season they introduced that basically there are other demons or night creatures or whatever going around trying to figure out ways to bring back dracula but some of them are under the orders of the black guy forge master who has been making these creatures and sending them out to find ways to bring back dracula but then you have that backtrack in this season when told that summoning Dracula is a possibility, he's immediately like, nah, let it go. I just let him rest, man. It's okay. Dracula had his time. Now we just need to stop depending on him. We we love Dracula, but he's gone. We need to accept that. Stop being kids. And it's like, wait a minute. Your whole drive and notion for for a while now has been either the resurrection of Dracula or getting revenge on the notion of Dracula. Exactly what changed to make it to where, like, this was the conclusion that all of these actions have been leading up to um, for you? Oh, I know. There was just one-off conversation he had with a statue. 
and another conversation he had with like a little um night creature that just kind of just ultimately went to him just deciding himself like i'm not gonna be crazy anymore okay <laughs> after i've done all of this i'm just gonna be normal oh, okay and and again and it, like it ended with him killing killing the chick and just taking over the little area or whatever and him just being happily ever after and i felt like that was just a really 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 crappy way to deal with his character because there was there's nothing else literally the way how this series end i mean like you can introduce a brand new threat if you want to but ultimately there's nothing really going on with anything that would be like an anticipation or a wonder of like ooh, is this something they'll be able to handle or tackle or anything like that and it was like not even not even that because hell dracula's been brought back to life and so now who really gives a fuck Ugh, it just seems so lackluster, like such a disappointing concept. Nothing was really done out of them. Um, it was really done that made this stick out or um, at least even be interesting as a story. Reneging on a lot of concepts that concepts that they were, uh, excuse me, that they were building up to from the previous season. And it was like, yeah, even though I didn't like it, I still understood what they were trying to do. And it was like, yeah, they're, they're making a story they're building a world making it fascinating and interesting and it's like yeah i can respect that but then in this season they just reneged on all that aspects where i was more so just hoping that they would conclude them in some good way but it's like no it's just kind of quickly swept it under the rug which didn't really seem that satisfying so it's it's not that what they did was something that was like well how else could they possibly have ended it and it's like that's not the point that I'm getting at the point I'm getting at is the fact that just I, I wish they would have done it better because I assumed it was going to be something. I thought the concept of her spreading out the territory, farming for humans and using them like cattle or to um, raise them like cattle was going to lead to some big time event that would have had some main character actually trying to go and stop this vampire chick and her sisters or whatever. But it didn't. It just quickly, they were quickly able to get rid of her. Just just like that. She said her notion of basically trying to conquer the world. And then immediately that was just something where it was like, well, now you're, you're, you're the bad guy now. Now you need to get rid of. And then they got rid of her. And I felt like that was just really lazy. Just incredibly lazy to do story-wise. Now, uh, now for some things that I like. But after these messages... Now for some things that I liked. Maybe I should have started with stuff that I liked first and then went into the negative. But, uh, no. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around. This is a sweet boogalash jizz whizlow. Jizz whizlow? I don't know. It was something. I was trying to I was trying to do a bit and baby, I messed up. But you're going to forgive me, girl, because I love you. Now I'm going to hit you with that slow bluegrass with that Dave Uback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff that I did like. The animation was crisp. It was crisp. It was clean. I liked it. But it was inconsistent. What do you mean by that, Daniel? How the fuck could anime be inconsistent? Well, let me sh tell you. One of the things that this that this did uh, that this did <laughs> is um this is basically a common 
uh, theme within anime, but usually a lot of people do this when they kind of screw up the whole rotoscope aspect when they're um, following actual real people movements, and then they don't really equate that into the supernatural element that they're utilizing it for. This happens a lot, and it's a small, it's a minuscule mistake, but it happens a lot, and then sometimes action can go so fast that you just overlook it and you miss it, um, or you just don't notice it while you're looking at action scenes that deal with rotoscope animations. But it is a it is a slowdown moment, and it is a moment in animation where essentially you'll have a character moving at an incredibly fast speed, or you try to. It's also it's like a um, it's a contradiction. Uh, is, is it a contradiction? Um, is that a is that a word? Um, it's kind of a contradiction with the lore of the series or whatever, where you have characters capable of moving at extreme speeds, but then they have pauses or stuff like that, where like essentially, you know, like when you um, stop running or when something startles you and you kind of like are, you're taken back by it and you jump and you look around or whatever, and it's there, this pause in your movement. While initially for regular humans, yes, this happens. But you've had these char characters explain heightened reflexes, move, like moving at incredible speeds, doing ridiculous flips and trip, um, tricks and twists and things like that, or being capable of using magic and other crazed weapons and whatnot. But then you have them do these things that regular humans do when they're engaged in doing stuff. So... Uh, and then it, it, it ultimately equates to them slowing down for a moment and then it becoming a justification as to them getting hurt or getting hit. Um, this happened a lot with Alucard uh, while he was fighting where it would be like he would fight, move out of the way of something and something else gets hurt or hit because he moved out of the way and he would look at it and in the midst of him looking at it when he turns his direction back towards what he's fighting He's then hit or abruptly like uh, something else shot at him or now he has to move um, faster. But then he still is like it's like right in his face before it could happen. And sometimes you can tell when you look at the animation, like he's clearly slowed down. But earlier he was moving incredibly fast, but now he's slowing down and there's no justification behind that. And the thing is that this happened with a lot of the characters all the time. It was incredibly stupid. Another contradiction that they would do would be these sudden power boosts that uh, the Avatar chick would get, as well as like moments where, uh, what at at one point who would be considered an amazing fighter like Belmont and Alucard, would just have these moments where they're like seriously t struggling against enemies that aren't that powerful in the scale of the of creatures that they've already fought, much like with um. Alucard, who essentially would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Dracula, yet later we would see him, like, literally struggle to fight runoff vampires that weren't even a part of the main group of vampires that Dracula brought together in order to kill for him. So, it, it lets you question, and the fact that Belmont and the Avatar chick as well helped to fight Dracula, to then see, to them, then see them struggle later on also is something that is quite con confusing. Um, especially considering where in the last season you essentially were able to slow down their action a great deal 
by adding in a mystery element, by having them not know all of the things that they needed to know in order for them to do what they needed to do, you were able to slow down the fact that, yes, both Belmont and the Avatar are capable of fighting. But right now, you don't need muscle, you need brains, which is why they needed the help of what's-his-face that was introduced in the third season and them trying to figure out and uncover exactly what the hell this cult church or whatever was trying to do in this town. And they just were trying to figure it out. And it was like they needed to figure it out. So they needed to understand that. But it's like them going in with muscle wasn't going to help. So they had to slowly and surely uncover the truth and whatnot. And yeah, I thought everything when it was all said and done was stupid. Hell, even the reveal that the, the guy that was helping them in the town was actually basically murdering children. I was like, duh. <laughs> like, that was, that was such a duh moment, and I was annoyed that it took so fucking long for it to lead up to that. Um, but it, it was it was just something that, like, I understood the notion of having them slow down simply because you're they're now no longer just fighting monsters. They have to use their brains with the threat that's coming up now. And so that was cool. But then when you got them fighting monsters again, well, now my concern is that, well, if they're going to go at this with muscle, why the fuck are they struggling? <laughs> you know, and it was like now, now it's a question of being consistent with their powers and what all they're capable of doing. We've seen her torch and and like disintegrate motherfuckers. And apparently like her powers are also connected to her emotions, which is tricky in its own right. But then you just have it to where we see them tired and struggling to just defeat the smallest versions of monsters for no real reason, giving themselves um, limitations and uh, stipulations on their own power by their own hearsay rather than it actually equating to something that makes sense. Um, one thing that I thought should have been a running theme within this season would have been that Belmont was trying to sleep, but he was dealing with insomnia, which would have explained his lackadaisical approach when it came to fighting monsters the fact that he would constantly say i'm so fucking tired of this and i was like you actually give like a reason of him like you know barely catching any sleep or barely being able to keep his eyes closed because it was always some constant new threat that was bothering them and it seemed like that would have been a fine justification for him being a little bit weaker a little bit slower dealing with some off-brand vampire that showed up out of nowhere that all of a sudden was like, I'm a real fucking vampire. And being like, you know, essentially being someone who can look at the show and go, well, you wasn't there when Dracula was doing dirt. So obviously you ain't that real, you know? And it was like, so if that's the case, you're not on this guy's level. So why is he struggling to kill you? Shit like that, you know? <laughs> it was like, so having... Having that approach to the characters in this series was really fucking dumb. Um, and I, I thought it was sad and ridiculous, but it showed a lot within the animation because they would have them slow down immensely to get reactionary shots. So, oh, like a tentacle just went past and it hit like a wooden board on the left of me. Let me look at it moving and then look back at the monster. Oh no, like now the tentacle is hitting me. And they're like, yeah, that's a that's a pacing thing, um, in terms of like trying to do some action or whatever. But 
why would you do that? <laughs> and it was like, why? And it was like, why isn't this character fast enough to get out of the way? Why isn't this character doing something else that would then make you think like, oh no, you know, like the monster may be smart enough to think of hitting them, um, like sending a tentacle to where they're going rather than where they are or something like that. Just something else to, to get that point across rather than just doing a cliche thing, which ultimately just kind of, in my opinion, backfires because essentially you have it happen to certain characters where it's like that shouldn't happen to them because you just, I just witnessed them do this. So why is this happening to them? <laughs> Shit like that. And I felt, I thought that that was really bad. Now the, uh, another thing that I liked was essentially some of the jokes that they had within the series. Like, yeah, they were still funny. Um, that was cool. On um, the dialogue element, you know, that, that has always been crisp, but it was far more boring in this series season than it was in the third season. And I actually enjoyed the third season's dialogue takes because of the fact that it was more so lore building. And then with the mystery element that that season had, I just was far more invested in hearing what they had to say. While as in this season, you had shit like Alucard listening to a lady who wants to protect a village and whatnot, and her just rambling about protection and being there for these people and everything. And then having him being like, you done? Instead of a smarky remark, it was just more so her being like, did it work? And him, yeah, it worked. And I was like, what is this gay shit? Like that, <laughs> like that. I was like, if, if you were going to have him say something, then have him fucking say something. Because what you, like, what you did with her was cliche bullshit. And then having him respond that way, which was very in character for him, would have been interesting. It just, it was a different roundabout way of addressing that rather than just seeming like he gave in, you know, which shouldn't be the case. That That's a personal thing with me. But the fact that you kind of had that um, dialogue wise throughout the season where a lot of characters gave speeches that ultimately went nowhere because everyone had a nice, happy little ending. Hell, um, the fact that you had such a long moment of seeing those lesbian chicks talk about their future as um, while they were doing what they were doing and trying to understand and come to terms with what their lives are going to be about. And then ultimately, as soon as they decided to no longer work for the vampire chick that was murdered, uh, they just disappeared from the series, made me go, well, then why the fuck was I, why the fuck was I shown what their thoughts and their appreciation for things were? Why did I care? Like, why, why do you care to show me this when it ultimately led to nothing? They went out and slaughtered so many people and nobody knows that they did it and there's no repercussion for their actions whatsoever. Why the fuck do I care? I thought at least when they were, when she was going to take the army and turn around and leave, like it was going to show like some demon was watching them. Some monster was looking at them. So like they know that they're still around just to give you a hint that hell, maybe they'll become a threat later on, or maybe they might do something if they get a season five, something like that. Just to, just to, to add something to their existence. And they didn't. So then it just became a, a waste of time. And it just, I, I sat there going like, well, yeah, well, that was, like, what the fuck was I even made to listen to this bullshit? And it was like, I had to deal with their bullshit since the third season and then leading up to this season. And then it equated to nothing, absolutely nothing. And that's detestable for me. I'm not saying every time someone talks in a series, they need to 
like you know their their conversation needs to matter because yeah lord knows that there's a lot of nonsensical conversations within tv shows or anything like that but again i'm now annoyed by the story as a whole so being annoyed with the story as a whole and then looking back to him um to dialogue moments or when characters speaking and everything and then not mattering and i'm looking at all of the story as something that just kind of was bland and stupid and bad then i just look back at that that which was nonsense and go well then what was the significance of having it you know outside of it just being for nonsense like it's just if it was like why was this intended as just filler why couldn't it have been something else far more creative why couldn't they have been speaking about something that I at least would have been interested in if you were not going to do anything with these characters. Just something, you know, just something. Because most background noise actually is still interesting noise. Just, it's hard to say. It's really hard to put into words. <laughs> it's like, I just, I really wish they would have just did something considering how much buildup, like I said, there was an anticipation of buildup for me from the last season. That I was that I felt that this season was going to handle correctly, and it just let everything fall by the wayside. So dealing with their shit, with all of the the vampire sisters, dealing with all of their shit, I felt like it was going to lead to something. But what it led up to was just kind of damn, just really, really nothing, really lackadaisical. So all of that was incredibly disappointing. I did not like this season. I did not. It ultimately was just ridiculous. Oh, and the sound editing was um, atrocious in certain parts. It, it seemed like they would have, you know, like the animation was so good that they just cut corners when it came to the sound. And I thought that was weird. Like the, um, the fight with the, is it Camilla? Is that the vampire chick name? With her and the Forge Master guy? Their fight was just a lot of continuous grunts from her while he was just dead silent, which was weird. Not even the monsters really made any noise that were fighting her for his sake. Um, and then you had moments where it was like Alucard talking with the kids and then they kept giving children that stock sound of like kids playing that you hear in movies all the time. And uh, was it like from Terminator 2 or something like that? <laughs> like uh, when Sarah Connor was looking at the playground, <laughs> it was like it's like that stock sound of kids playing, and they just had him like like his like just a his face was like right in front of those kids' faces, and they were all smiling at him, and then you heard that stock sound. <laughs> it was like wait what? It was like you couldn't even shell out to just have like a couple of kids just make some laughing noises or call out to him or anything like that. It's just everything was like kind of silent when it went around any character that wasn't supposed to be a main character, which then gave no type of um, importance to anything because a lot of characters dropped like flies, but there was never any worry for any of the main characters simply because it's how the series itself was kind of kind of doing everything like there was never a moment when i was like uh oh no like they might die except for belmont and that was in the last fucking episode and then even then they reneged on it but other than that no the character was even remotely important enough because it didn't carry over anything um to be where i was interested in uh or was worried that anything might happen to him so it just, it was just a, a huge disappointment. It seemed as if it was trying to fix a lot of the things that they definitely got wrong from the last season. Splitting up Belmont, 
the Avatar and Alucard was a huge misstep from uh, the series as a whole for the third season. It was uh, hilarious seeing Alucard do what he was doing, which was funny. Um, that was always funny. But the concept of breaking up this team, which ultimately was kind of the heart and soul of all of what was going on in Castlevania up until that point, um, having them travel together, learn from each other, talk to each other and things like that, uh, continuous back and forth between Alucard and Belmont, um, the girl kind of getting in the middle of it with her knowledge of certain things, colliding with Alucard's knowledge of certain things, and Belmont just kind of not giving a fuck, but him as well being just as knowledgeable in the same um, field, and it's just kind of throwing everyone in the loop, and it's going all over the place. That was something that the series desperately needed to grow upon, and it for damn sure should have been something that was um, would have been like a main focus or whatnot um, that they could have done. Uh, essentially, like breaking up, like they broke up Team Seven, and then by the end of the series, they just had that moment when Team Seven got together. That is a Naruto reference. I don't like Naruto, <laughs> but it it kind of came off as that same feel. Like, hey, they're these three are finally back together again, and they're going to be kicking ass again, like like they should have been, which is what the series should have been about. But now they're doing it. Ain't that great? We did good. We did good. Bunny do good. <laughs> That's a Powerpuff Girl reference. So, yeah. I'm going to have to say that um, this was incredible. Um, not, not a good one. Um, it was an ending, but not a good ending for Castlevania. I really would have liked if they would have did... Um, they just would have did more, gave more to the concept of them trying to justify the tagline of horror into this rather than just show excessive death and blood, which is uh, never a good thing. But it uh, it ultimately was just really a, a really weak uh, concept of a season and just a, a, a sad season at that. Um. I really can't think of any more adjectives to be like, oh no, it was bad. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't wasn't really looking forward to another season of um, Castlevania, and this one just kind of solidified that it, they're, they're kind of burnt out. They're done, though. It's like, yeah, they can draw pretty pictures, but mm, that's as far as that's going to go, as far as the creativity concept of Castlevania is going to be. Um, Hell, what, like, multiple times characters would die and then the Avatar chick would just get a superpower boost where she's able to kill hordes of enemies that she was just struggling with up until that point in time. Just, uh, just contradicting herself all over the place. Just doing stupid shit. <laughs> so, with that, I'm going to end this one. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Um, come back again for some more Flame content. This has been Daniel the Flame. I, um, I've i been hosting Fun with Flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you go that into that. I'm sleepy. Oh, shit. It's 12 o'clock. Damn. Uh, but <laughs> this has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. Uh, make sure to check me out on anchor.fm slash Daniel the Flame. Or uh, go to my Twitter, 
at Danny the Flame to definitely know whenever I update because I always share on there when I update an episode. Um, and that's all you need. And as always, good people, I hope you had fun.